0: Hello, world. It's John Pinto, your roving realtor, Bon Vivant video blogger, and I am here with uh, Ted Stefanos uh, at uh, HomeGuard Natural Hazard Disclosures. It's a mouthful. How you doing, Ted? I'm doing good, John. How are you doing today? Very good. And Rafael Batensis from HomeGuard Roof Termite Home Inspection. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So we're going to talk a little bit about Mello Roos. Uh, I'll put this in a little context and then turn it over to you, Ted. Um, you know, when people ask us about property taxes, we always tell them your property taxes are going to be about one and a quarter percent of the sales price uh, in two installments, divided half and half. Uh, once for uh, March and uh, due in April. Once in uh, November due in December. Uh, The property taxes do go up uh, 2% a year under Prop 13, but every now and then we'll see little uh, bond measures added onto it for mosquito abatement, uh, school districts, uh, college districts, uh, what have you, and then we will also see mellow ruse on the preliminary title report. Can you explain to our viewing audience uh, what are the implications of uh, mellow ruse?
1: Sure. Well, the Melrose Act passed about in the 1980s, and it was a, a way to fund infrastructure for a lot of new developments in California. So areas where you will see new, and I mean new like now, like in the past 20 years or so, uh, up up until now to current, many of those newer developments are going to have what's called a Melrose District, where just the owners of the property that are benefiting from those improvements are the ones paying the tax. So it's not a statewide tax, it's not a a countywide tax or citywide tax, it's just a tax that gets um, uh, paid for by those homeowners that are benefiting from those improvements. So it could go neighborhood by neighborhood uh, and these taxes can, like I said, pay for infrastructure. So it could be a school could be a uh, fire department, police department, the new library, parks and recreation, um, things like that. Now, the sometimes you can have a voter approved Melrose tax. Usually those are gonna be pretty small taxes. Like in Santa Clara County, we have a county library tax, but it's only about $30 a year. The some where you have the significant Melrose taxes are in newer developments. So, You know, those could be upwards of a thousand to fifteen hundred to almost nine thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars a year. Pretty significant.
0: And uh, do they sunset after a certain number of years?
1: Yeah, they do after twenty, twenty five or thirty, thirty five years. So we're actually coming up on our first phase of sunset uh, taxes, and so. That's supposed to be happening in the next couple years. So we're going to see what's going to happen because if those Melrose taxes go away, where these where they're going to come up with the new money to fund, uh, you know, adding on to or you know we're having now aging infrastructure, whether it's schools or um, libraries, things like that. So it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen over the next uh, 20 years because once those taxes go Way, then uh, how are they going to find money to pay for improvements?
0: So when you're looking at the uh, Mellow Roost disclosure, uh, will it also include a sunset date on that Mellow Roost assessment?
1: Yeah. Er- every, every uh, tax report we provide, uh, will have the beginning and end date of the taxes, what the taxes go to pay for. And what's critical is also foreclosure clauses because if these taxes, if the homeowner decides not to pay these Melrose taxes, they can be foreclosed on sometimes 90 in within 90 to 180 days.
0: Oh, that's a pretty quick trigger. Yeah. And, and where would you see the default posted? Would it be on the preliminary title report?
1: You mean aside from our report? Uh, the preliminary title, com- the, the the title company will have that information as well. Yeah,
0: and your report will have the delinquency.
1: Yes. Hmm. Okay. Yeah,
0: I yeah, don't think. Breaks... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a delinquent uh, mellow ruse, uh, I guess because it's generally collected in the property taxes. But now that you mention it, if it is a foreclosure. And they haven't been paying their property taxes, they haven't been paying their mellow roofs. So that sounds like a very ominous situation, especially if you're buying a foreclosure and you decide to go principal to principal and not get proper title insurance. That sounds like a real problem.
1: Yeah, it definitely can be. Now, you know, I would I would suspect, you know, the areas where you do most of your real estate transactions in San Jose you're not going to have too many Melrose districts. So maybe this mm-hmm. hasn't come up much for you. But Like in the Silver Creek area, you know, you do have uh, Melrose taxes that are in the area of $1,500 a year that are school taxes. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's come up in your transactions. But like where you're saying, Willow Glen, you know, those areas that you're really familiar with, there, you don't see Melrose taxes. So it doesn't really come up. Right, right. And especially the significantly high ones. So the area called Windermere, which is in San Ramon, it's on the east side of San Ramon, brand new development. Some of those homeowners are paying upwards of $8,000 a year in additional taxes for Melrose.
0: That's real money. That's lot, real money.
1: A lot of money. Yeah. And one thing I also want to touch on too is the nineteen fifty Bond Act because So this is a disclosure of not only just Melloruse districts, but also what's called 1915 Bond Act. There's a Bond Act from the year 1915 that developers started using to circumvent the negative stigma attached to the Melloruse name. So they might advertise in banners that would say no Melloruse. But instead of Melloruse, they're using an old 1915 Bond Act to, to, uh, you know, to, to find the money to pay for these, uh, the infrastructure. So several years ago, it was not only the, the Mellow Roos disclosure, but also the 1915 bond act was uh, associated with that as well. Now. So, both okay. Of those so, have to be disclosed.
0: so you have, uh, illustrated to us yet again, some, that something as innocent as a Mellow Roos, the more you unpack, the more there is to, uh, unpack. So, um, Words to the wise for buyers uh, buying a property. Uh, What would you emphasize to them uh, when they see mellow ruse? And if there is no mellow ruse, what other bond measures they should be uh, looking out for and how should they interpret it?
1: Yeah. Well, the, the tax report we provide is usually about 12 pages long. Okay. So not only does, even if you're not within a Melloriz district or 1915 Bond Act district, those will be disclosed on the tax report, but there's also a breakdown of taxes. So like you're talking earlier about mosquito abatements and other school taxes, that's all gonna be broken down so they can see where their tax money is going. There's also other uh, items in the tax report that have value such as the, there's, what do you call it? The, uh, transfer taxes. Mm, yes. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's another thing that the the private transfer tax, that's something that,
0: Oh, the private transfer tax. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. That, um, you know, your title company, your title rep will help with that, but that, that is something that can come up as well. That can really throw a wrench into the hole. Process. A,
0: a a wealth of information, and all the more reason for agents, listing agents, to order their roof inspection, termite inspection, home inspection, preliminary title report, and natural hazards disclosure report before the property goes on the market, and actually read the documents. Would you say that's an accurate declaration?
1: Yeah, that that's reading the whole thing is uh, is really important and. You know, nowadays, when I first started, the reports were one or two pages long. Now they're 35 or 40 pages long. So there's a lot of information in there. We're always available to help. You know, you can find us on our website at homeguard.com to help navigate you through that, through these reports. Because, yeah, there's a lot in there. It's not just natural hazard, but we go way beyond the scope, beyond the scope of that.
0: Rafael, aren't you glad that you uh, witnessed this uh video on mellow Roos. since the next time you're at a cocktail party uh, you can sound smart when everybody starts talking about mellow
1: Roose. exactly i just make sure that i start talking about after the second drink That's
0: <laughs> <when I'm... laughs> it just um, these videos are unbelievable because the more you unpack the more that needs to get unpacked and uh, uh the more we find out the more we realize we don't know It's just amazing. So, uh, Ted, uh, for people that want to access your uh, website and the various tabs on this subject, where would you direct them?
1: Yeah, well, they would go to homeguard.com and uh, click on the natural hazard disclosure portion of the report and uh, of of the website. And then we can, uh, you know, there's all kinds of information. And, you know, one other thing that um, I wanted to touch on too, with the tax report is the PACE, you know, the PACE loans that we, we also have that in our tax report too. So that is the property assessed clean energy uh, issue. So this is a way for owners to get a very low cost loan for solar projects or any energy improvement projects onto the home. And theoretically it, it becomes a tax on the property and it would be assumed by the, by the new buyer as a tax. But the problem is that lenders will uh, not want this on, um, they want that cleared off the title before uh, before escrow closes. So again, that could throw a whole wrench into the loan process as well because if the seller can't afford to pay off their $30,000 loan, then they may not be able to sell the property. So PACE loans are, uh, you know, great if you're going to stay in your property, stay at your home for a long time, but if you only plan to be there a few years and leave, you may want to second, uh, have a backup plan instead of using PACE uh, for funding, uh, energy improvement. That could be a great gray water system onto the home. It could be a solar, it could even be wind, anything.
0: Well, that is very helpful understanding that, uh, a, an existing PACE loan could be a hand grenade that everybody's stepping on or a landmine, a real estate landmine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for adding that on because that is important. We don't run into it that often, but uh, you, we do see it. And uh, it, it's something that you can't ignore because it can blow up your transaction.
1: Yeah, it, it's really big. When I do presentations in Sacramento, you see a lot of the agents will uh, moan and groan about it because it has... Uh, thrown wrenches into their um, the loan process. It's huge in Riverside, Inland Empire, and mm-hmm. also up in Santa Rosa as well.
0: Good advice, good advice. And Rafael, if uh, people want to contact you regarding more information on roof termite home inspections, uh, where would you direct them?
1: Absolutely. You guys can either call me or you can text me at 707-616-8762 or you can email me at rbatansis at
0: Well, thank you for unpacking everything on that Mellow Roost subject. Uh, the more we talked, the more we needed to go down multiple rabbit holes, uh, but all good things must end. Thank you again, and thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on the next page.